Good evening, friends. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Channel 21, Lonesome Road Ministries, Conference Line host. And we've got a great program for you tonight. We Every Thursday at 5 p.m. That's Central Time. That's Tulsa Time. And we'll have a great meeting with uh, different speakers and a lot of prayer and praise reports to go along with the meeting. So we're glad you joined us. And we'd ask you to log on to lonesomeroad.org and contact us and let us know and let us help you out there on that old lonesome road. up I'm driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels Lord that's a lonely sound I spend all day chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two chrome stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day our life, isn't it, Fred Mooney? Yes, it is. Amen. We got a great message on today's program from my partner, Fred Mooney. He preached it uh, on our conference line. It's called A Tale of Two Thanksgivings. All right. Well, we're going to hear that in just a little bit, but first we got some great music we want to put on by Chronicle. Chronicle? Chronicle. Yeah, they are Tim and Missy Kinchin. They have a great ministry. They're in Dollywood. They're in Silver Dollar City. They, they play all over the place. Uh, they're from Louisiana, so they got a little gumbo mixed in with their music. Oh, some of that <laughs> Southern Bayou. Yes, sir. And you're making me hungry now. <laughs> I hear you. But uh, they're going to be at our conference this year, Fred. They're going to be up here, and it's going to be a great time. Uh, they've got some of the best music you're ever going to hear, and you're going to hear it right here at Lonesome Road Ministries uh, Threefold Chord Conference. I can hardly wait. Yeah. Uh, Tim, he plays the saxophone. Man, I just love hearing the saxophone. And I believe it's a tenor saxophone, and what I've heard, he does a really, really good job of it. Yeah, well, let's put uh, one of the songs on the from Tim and Missy Kinchin, and... Uh, you know, this is a song that goes uh, 
back a little ways, uh, Amazing Grace. Have you ever heard that song? I believe that's probably the oldest song I can remember. <laughs> You're not that old, are you, Fred? Uh, I'm not as old as Amazing Grace. <laughs> that was written in, what year was that written? That was written in uh, 1764. Wow. By John Newton. Let's hear uh, Chronicle do Amazing Grace. I love that saxophone he has on there. Oh, me too. probably heard about John Newton. John Newton wrote the song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, Who Saved a Wretch Like Me. John Newton lived back in the 1700s, and at the early age, he ran away from home, and he stole away on a slave 
ship and became a sailor. But he said his last memory of his mother was sneaking around the backyard and she was back there washing clothes and praying. And her prayer was, Oh God, please save my son John. He never got that picture of his mother out of his head praying for his salvation. And John went stole away in that slave ship and became a sailor and a slave trader. He later owned his own slave ship, capturing slaves and taking them all across to America. You may have read in Alex Haley's book or seen it on television, the story of Roots. Well, John Newton was the one that brought Kunta Kinte to America. John Newton was later saved after that and became a born-again Christian, and then he became a preacher. And John Newton befriended a guy by the name of Thomas Scott, and Thomas Scott won thousands and thousands of people to the Lord. And Thomas Scott befriended a guy by the name of William Kapler, who wrote, There is a fountain filled with blood. Between that song and John Newton's song, Amazing Grace, Thousands and thousands of people have given their life to Christ. And it was all through the prayers of a mother. Oh God, save my son John. Now Gary, let me understand this. From what I understand, John Newton wrote the song Amazing Grace, but it was really his personal testimony. And through that song, he met William Caper who wrote, There is a Fountain Filled with Blood, which is another very, very popular song. I think they met through this uh, Thomas Scott, I see. who won thousands and thousands of people to the Lord. Now, can you imagine uh, the song Amazing Grace and There is a Fountain Filled with Blood? Those two songs right there have, have won more people to the Lord than probably Billy Graham. Pretty close to it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, Chronicle does an awesome job on Amazing Grace. And guess what? We have There Is a Fountain Filled with Blood by Chronicle. We're going to play for our listeners. I can hardly wait. Lose 
that is Chronicle, Fred, and they're coming to Lonesome Road Ministries in 2024. Wow. Now, didn't didn't they do a fantastic job of that song? Oh man, I tell you, you can't. It don't get any gooder than that. <laughs> <laughs> gooder. Now, where did that word come from? That's a Tony Mac word, Fred, and Tony Mac went on to be with the Lord Memorial Day of 2016, but he's still preaching on Lonesome Road Radio. He's still one of our most popular uh, requests that we have for CDs. I believe that. Tony Mack was 100% real. Yeah, he was. A, he's a real deal. Speaking of real deals, we got a message by my partner, Fred Mooney, coming up right now. And the name of this is... It is a tale of two Thanksgivings. Well, sit back and listen and enjoy this message by my partner, Fred Mooney. And then we're going to have some more songs by Chronicle. I want to say that I am honored and humbled all at the same time to get to be able to speak tonight. Uh, I think that Chaplain 21 Ministries and Lonesome Road is just great ground to sow your seed in. Before I speak to I would like to uh, lift up a friend of mine, Tim Allen. He's a, a pretty good singer. We used to play mu- a lot of music together. But anyway, old Tim had an accident with a rifle and, and uh, messed his face all up. And he's, uh, he's in, over in St. Louis in the hospital. So if you remember him, I'd sure appreciate it. I really covet and honor to have you guys pray for him. And I thank you so much and pray for me tonight. I got my fir- good friend Cliff listening. And whenever Cliff listens, I'm about as nervous as a cat is in a room full of rocking chairs, you know? And because uh, I think Cliff is just top notch and that's all there is to it. But uh, I, I learn something from Cliff every time he speaks. Hopefully you can learn something from me tonight. You know, when I was a young man, when I was a boy, I loved the story called The Jungle Book. Uh, And I just read a story about that here the other day about uh, Rudger Kipling, the author of that. Uh, He was interviewed by a newspaper reporter. And the newspaper reporter says... uh, Mr. Kipling, I understand that you made over a million dollars with that one book. And Mr. Kipling just smiled, and all of a sudden the newspaper reporter did something that was very unusual. He took his wallet out, and he says, I understand the mathematicians has figured out that with that one book, you averaged about $100 per word. He said, now I'm going to give you $100 and handed him a $100 bill and said, now give me one of them $100 words, will you? Well, Mr. Kipling, being the wise man he was, he looked at him and he smiled. He folded up the $100 bill and stuck it in his pocket. And he says, thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, thanks is a very powerful word. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight is the act of thanksgiving. In fact, uh, having an attitude of gratitude. But I would like to tell you a tale about two Thanksgivings. This uh, actually happened to me. I had the worst and the best. And so I'm going to tell you about these two Thanksgivings. This is the first one. It was 1969, my first Thanksgiving away from home. I was stationed at Woodby Island, Washington. I didn't think I'd miss home at all. In fact, all I cared about was seeing... uh, that little one-horse town, Mount Vernon, in my rearview mirror. I just wanted to leave. I wanted to get out of there. I thought I had bigger and better things to do. Now I live in a town, Crisp, Illinois, beautiful town, that has about 30 people in it. But anyway, here I was in Woodby Island, Washington, and I didn't think I'd miss home, but I did. And there was an emptiness, and there was nothing seemed right. And to make matters worse, The Admiral invited the whole town onto the base for Thanksgiving. And I was on mess duty at this time, so we cooked a Thanksgiving meal for thousands. Hundreds of turkeys with all the trimmings. 
I was astounded at how many people would show up for a free meal. Well, my day ended at about 1,700 hours, and I was dog-tired. When I got home, I was living with three other guys, the two Bobs, Bob Goff and Bob Hurst, and Odie. Well, Odie had cooked a turkey for us, and all the guys had bought a bottle of spirits to baste it with. By the time I arrived, there wasn't much left but gravy, so I had a chewy piece of turkey and a glass of gravy. Then I got the bright idea. We should all go to All Can Harry's in Bellingham. I had a buddy playing in the band. He would let me sit in on drums and comp the cover charge. The only one that wanted to go was Bob Goff, and we got there around 10 p.m. The place was packed. My buddy gave the bouncer a nod, and he let us in. Shortly after, the band came down for a break, and he asked if I wanted to set in, and I ended up playing most of the last set. They wanted me to do a solo, so we played Wipeout and Caravan. As I come down off the stage, people were slapping me on the back and buying me drinks. You might say I was the man of the hour. I began to feel all that liquor, and I went outside in the alley to throw up. I remember walking and the rain hit me in the face and thinking this is absolutely the worst Thanksgiving I ever had in my life. I thought to myself five minutes ago, you were something, and now all you are is just another drunk in the rain. Just another drunk in the rain. We'll go to the next Thanksgiving. It was 1976, Thanksgiving Day. I woke up and the sun was coming through the curtains. I could smell pumpkin pie baking and hear bacon sizzling in the pan. I could hear the laughter coming down the hallway. Always eight or nine in the morning and I was at Kitty's family's farm. I got ready and come out to greet everybody and all of her brothers and her mom and her dad and relatives. I don't know how many relatives were there. Everybody was having a pleasant morning. I heard the sound of Kitty laughing, which is music to my ears. The Thanksgiving parades were playing on TV and the kitchen was as busy as could be. It was a real Norman Rockwell moment. I thought, God, thank you so much for this day. Later, there was to be a feast of turkey, cooked to a golden brown, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, yams with marshmallows, and cranberry dressing and hot rolls, pumpkin pie with whipped cream for dessert. Why I ate so much, I had to loosen my belt. All seemed right in the world. My God, what a Thanksgiving. What a wonderful Thanksgiving. Quite a contrast. What made the difference? I was a lost sinner that Jesus found. I'd been set free from my addiction. The blessings of God were too numerous to count. I was no longer just another drunk in the rain, but a child of the King. And that's what I want to talk to you now about. Is how God blesses an attitude of gratitude. You know, there's over 400 passages in the Bible that mention thanksgiving and gratitude. God wants us to do everything out of thanksgiving and gratitude. God rewards gratitude with blessings and benefits. When we live continually with an attitude of gratitude. In Deuteronomy, God gives us a list of blessings if you fully obey the Lord your God. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all of his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds. 
the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command blessings on you in your storehouses and in all you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now you may say, what is an attitude of gratitude? An attitude of gratitude is a constant mindset of being thankful. Not just thanking him once in a while. A perfect example of this, well, I have a friend of mine in ministry. Every time I ask him how he's doing, I get the same answer. He says, I am blessed and highly favored. Some of you may know this guy. You know, I've got a volunteer job where I drive a van for the DAV, Disabled American Veterans, and I take them to their appointments down at Marion at the VA hospital. There's a little girl who runs a cash register down there, and every time I come in, she'll say, How you doing, brother? I say, I am fantastic. And that's the truth. I am fantastic. Anytime I'm above ground and able to do what the Lord's called me to do, it's fantastic. And she'll say, Why, brother, I am blessed. And I have another individual, a veteran I pick up down by North City, and I'll say him all the time, I'll say, Charlie, how you doing? He'll say, better than I deserve. And he'll even repeat it, better than I deserve. See, these people here have figured it out, that to be blessed, you need to be grateful. And they are grateful and they are happy. But you know, there are some reasons we need to be the most thankful people on the face of this earth. For one thing, God made you, and he made you wonderful. You know, the human body is, is beyond imagination, the way it works. In Psalms 139, 13 and 14, it says, For you were formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Are you thankful that you're alive from a year ago? In Ecclesiastes 11 and 8, it says, But if a man live many years and will rejoice in all. And here's number three says we can be thankful for God saved us. Now, you know, that's the top of my priority list right there. Every time I go to the Lord in the prayer, the first thing I do is I thank him for my salvation. That's the top priority right there. In Psalms 13 and 5 it says, But I have trusted in mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. Another reason why we should be thankful is we serve a good God. God is good. Psalms 34 and 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts him. I am so happy that we serve a good God tonight. I mean, that right there is enough to shout. Answering our prayers. In Psalms 118.21, I will praise you for you have answered me and become my salvation. Do you know, the Lord guides us. He guides us with his word and with his Holy Spirit. And in Psalms 16 and 7 says, I will bless the Lord who had given me counsel. He counsels me and tells me which way to go. Of course, I have to listen to obey. And he forgives me. Forgiveness is a wonderful thing. He forgives me. And Psalms 118 and 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Number 8 says, He will never stop loving us. Think about that. His love is unconditional. In Psalms 107, verse 8, it says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. But not only being biblical reasons why we should be thankful, believe it or not, there are seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. 
According to a study that was done in Psychology Today on April 3, 2015, there are seven reasons why we should be grateful that has been proven scientifically. Of course, now I always prefer the Bible over science, but every once in a while the two of them line up, you know. Number one, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you win new friends. According to a 2014 study, the study found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. So whether you thank a stranger for holding the door or send a thank you note to a colleague who's helped you with a project, acknowledging other people's contributions can lead to new opportunities. Gratitude improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and report feeling healthier than other people. According to a 2012 study published in Personality and Individual Differences, not surprisingly, grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health. They exercise more often and are more likely to attend regular checkups. Gratitude improves psychological health. Gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions, from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Robert Emmons, a leading gratitude researcher, has conducted multiple studies on the link between gratitude and well-being. His research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. Now we're up here to number four. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner even when others have behaved less kindly, according to a 2012 study in University of Kentucky. Study participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others even when given negative feedback. Do you, do you have a short fuse? You may need to be grateful. Now here's a great one right here. Grateful people sleep better. Writing in the gratitude journal improves sleep. According to a 2011 study published in Applied Psychology, Health and Well-Being, spend just 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed and you may sleep better and longer. Gratitude also improves self-esteem. In a 2014 study published in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increases athletes' self-esteem. Other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons. And you know, the Bible says it is unwise for us to compare ourselves one to another. Gratitude increases mental strength. Now this one here is really near and dear to my heart, and I think anybody that's been in the service can relate. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it also plays a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study published in Behavior Research and Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experience lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. Furthermore, a 2003 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that gratitude was a major contributor in resilience following the terrorist attacks of September 11th. Recognizing all that you have to be thankful for, even during the worst time, fosters resilience. I like to say, you may not be aware of this, but today, on the average, 20 veterans take their own lives. So I would love for them to get a hold of this message 
Because I know being thankful and thankful for God and especially having a relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing Him as your personal Savior takes away a lot of that PTSD. In closing, I would like to say, what is an attitude of gratitude? An attitude of gratitude is a constant mindset of being thankful. Not just once in a while, but all the while. As Americans, we should be the most grateful people in the world. If your family income is $10,000 a year, you're wealthier than 84% of the world. If it's 50000 or more a year, you make more than 99% of the world. This is according to many economists and the Heritage Foundation in 2012. We have incredible infrastructures, a free K-12 education, parks and libraries. Americans have access to health care. American emergency rooms don't send people away, and there's so much food here that we can go nuts in a grocery store aisle doing price comparisons. And this is mine right here. Furthermore, we live in the land of the free and home of the brave, where any Sunday morning you're free to attend the church of your choice. In closing, I'd like to share one more illustration with you, and that is of Martin Reinkirk. Martin Reinkirk was a minister in a little town in Ellenburg in Germany some 350 years ago. He was the son of a poor coppersmith, but somehow he managed to work his way through an education. Finally, in the year 1617, he was offered a post as archdeacon in his hometown parish. A year later, what has come to be known as the Thirty Years' War broke out. His town was caught right in the middle. In 1637, the massive plague that swept across the continent hit Ellenburg. People died at a rate of 50 a day, and the man called upon to bury most of them was Martin Reinkart. In all, over 8,000 people died, including Martin's own wife. His labors finally come to an end about 11 years later, just one year after the conclusion of the war. His ministry spanned 32 years, all but the first and the last overwhelmed by the great conflict which engulfed his town. It was tough for Martin Reinhardt to be thankful, but he managed. Listen to what he wrote in this old hymn. Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices whose wondrous things he hath done. I would like to thank Channel 21 Ministries for this opportunity to share this message. I pray for you guys every day. You know in Matthew 13, 23 it says, but he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. My prayer for Channel 21 Ministries and Chaplains and Lonesome Road Ministries is that we would have a hundredfold return. This is great ministry to invest your money in and your time and your effort. I thank you, chaplains, so much. You're out there on the front lines. You're going in those truck stops. You're sharing the word with those drivers. And it's not easy out there, I know. And with that, I would like to close and turn it over to my partner, Gary. All right. That's a great message by my partner, Fred Mooney. And I appreciate Fred being a part of Lonesome Road Ministry. And I also appreciate Chronicle. And we're going to hear another song by them right now. Mama told me of Jesus years ago And the straight and narrow path that leads to Him But it seems I drifted, I had long 
like a vapor Here today, gone tomorrow Memories fade, they blow away with the wind Oh, but what you've touched Those hands that brought redemption I don't know what's going on in your life, but Jesus does. And he is the king that you need to bring your problems to. And you can do that right now. And it's as easy as A, B, C. Isn't it, Fred? Salvation is just that easy. A, B, C. First of all, admit that you are a sinner. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And B... You need to believe in Jesus. And in John 3.16, we all know this verse, but let me go ahead and read it to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, if you did A and B, that you've admitted you're a sinner and you've believed upon Jesus Christ, the next you need to confess him as your Lord and that's found in Romans 10 and 9. Yeah, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And it's just that easy, A, B, C. Yeah, Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love that word, whosoever. Me too. I'm a whosoever, and, and I'm glad I am. And you, my friend, are a whosoever, and God is calling you today to come to him and confess and believe and he will save you every time. You may be a Christian and you may have tons of problems, but God still wants to, you to load those problems on him. So if you prayed that prayer, give us a call at yeah. 618-383-2107. Yeah, you can call me or text me on that number or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Let us help you with your walk with Christ. We want to send you a Bible. We want to send you testimony books. We want to send you CDs. We want to send you podcast cards that will help you as you travel that old lonesome road. Say thank you. 
song i just want to praise him i just want to thank him don't you fred yes i do i want to have an attitude of gratitude and thank the lord for a wonderful wonderful thanksgiving amen amen and we hope our listeners out there had a great thanksgiving and uh hey why don't we put it on one more song by chronicle before we close out our program fred I'd like to hear that new song they've got out. What was the name of it? Ain't No Grave Situation. Ain't no Grave Situation. <laughs> Sounds like a winner to me. All right. Here's Chronicles' brand new release. I borrowed to a broken dream to marry that's the way it seems why a stone removed an angel said i look for him among the dead he's not here he is alive this ain't no grave situation we've got the victory it ain't no grave situation hold on and believe when jesus splits the eastern sky the dead in christ shall rise it's then we're gonna see this ain't no grave situation Hallowed ground, we're standing there Amazing grace is in the air It feels so hard to say goodbye Don't give up don't give in, the preacher said it's not the end We'll meet again on the other side This ain't no grave situation We've got the victory It ain't no grave situation Hold on and believe When Jesus splits the eastern sky The dead in Christ shall rise It's then we're gonna see This ain't no grave situation Old Jordan is every person must Ashes to ashes, dust to dust This ain't no grave situation We've got the victory It ain't no grave situation Hold on and believe When Jesus spreads the eastern sky The dead in Christ shall rise It's then we're gonna see this There ain't 
what a song, Fred. Ain't no grave situation. And what a statement. Boy, that is a statement, ain't it? There's no situation that's so grave that Jesus Christ can't reach down and touch it and make it all better. Amen. Amen. That's so true. And drivers, no matter what you're going through, we would love to pray with you. We'd love to send you material to help you out there on that old lonesome road. And there is no situation that God can't reach down and touch and pull you out of. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 618-383-2107. You can also text that R. Or you can log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. We also have a radio station, lonesomeroadradio.com. Hey, we've got all kinds of tools and uh, we want to help you every day out there on that old lonesome road. And all of these will come to you 100% F-R-E-E, free. Yes, we send out our material free of charge and because we want to help you drivers out there be the best that you can be. Ain't that right, Fred? Correcto mundo. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you all. Thanks for listening. And uh, hey, Chronicle is coming to Lonesome Road Ministries. They're going to be at our Threefold Chord Conference in 2024. And we want to see you here. Just swing on by. We have plenty of parking. That's right, Fred. We are located right here in beautiful downtown Keynes, Illinois, 107 Sycamore Street, right across from the post office. It's just 27 steps. <laughs> 27 large steps across the road to the post office. In fact, we've got a trail worn there. <laughs> yeah, come on by and stop in and see us. Hey, we'll load you down with a lot of these free CDs and, and Bibles and books to take with you when you leave. We'd love to see you. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab and you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web you can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page so check it out and if you ask jesus christ into your heart then give us a call and let us know been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree those 18 wheels are rolling down that old lonesome road and I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past But I called his name This chance could it be my last Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost I 
left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree 